I had lost my mind um, smoking some weed that we believe it was laced. Uh, we call it, as we say, a seasoned spliff. Come on. And uh, y'all don't know nothing about that. Okay. But anyway, I lost my mind. I was in the sunken place, I say. I would just be standing places and disappear. I feel like I was just constantly hallucinating. I felt like it, my life was over and I was never going to be able to make it. I couldn't even sit in church. It was so demonic. Uh, I'd be sitting in church and I would start tripping and I'd have to get up and run out of church uh, because the enemy knew that God had a massive plan on my for my life. And so he didn't even want me to be in an environment where I would hear the gospel. Come on, somebody. And so I would always get up and run out just after that had taken place. And it's just so crazy as I talk about the journey uh, now because I thought I would never get out of that. And, I, you know, the way that Jesus saved me and came up in my situation was completely unconventional. Uh, I was at my house and, um, you know, sitting on my couch watching Fresh Prince reruns in the United States. Come on. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Nick at Night. Um, maybe, maybe not, but in the States, that's what, you know, because we lived, my wife and I, we lived in the States for 14 years and pastored there for 14 before even coming home uh, to Toronto, back home and planting this church. And so anyway, I was there, I was, you know, with a roommate, but I was sitting on my couch in the living room. And while I was there, I was compelled out of nowhere uh, to just begin reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You know, we talk the book of the Gospels. We're always reading through. Uh, it contains Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I just opened my Bible and I started reading through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And for some reason, it just clicked. I grew up in an environment that was all about me doing stuff to get to Jesus. Come on, somebody. And so, you know, in many regards, it was like, when I read this thing, I'm like, hold up a second, fam. Like, are you serious? You mean Jesus actually did something to, for me? It's not about what... I have to do to try to get to him, you know, and it was nuts. So I read this Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the stories were similar throughout it, you know, and it was just different accounts of the same overall story that God loved us, came to earth through the blessed Virgin Mary, lives perfectly, dies for my sins, rises from death with all power and extends to me the opportunity through putting my trust and my faith in him to have re restored relationship with God and life eternal. That's good news. That ought to still make people excited in here. Come on, somebody. And online. And so look, like I sat there and, I'm, and, and I read this and it right there on my couch is where I made the decision to trust Jesus. Right there on my couch is where I, you know, in the midst. So look, it's crazy to me because... I couldn't sit in church long enough. Right. <sighs> Nothing that I was doing was getting me there. Come on, somebody. And what I love about Jesus is that Jesus, Jesus does not wait or uh, get to the place where he is requiring for you to do something. He doesn't need you to do something. Come on. He needs, he, all he needs is for you to be positioned. And he, I love it, when he'll just show up in your situation. He's like, if you can't stay in this environment, you running out of this environment. When he wants you, he will show up and find you where you are. Who, you talk, who am I talking to on today? Any other witnesses other than me that met Jesus in an unconventional place? I'm here to tell you that I was there in my living room and Jesus saved me right there on my couch. The gospel made sense. He found me right there in my apartment on my couch. And I love it when God does stuff like that. Some of you you, you get you come, come to Christ and you uh, experience Christ in environments like this but how many of you know that God can find you in the back of a car seat yeah. I don't know what you were doing back there come on somebody 
but he'll find you how many of you know he can find you in somebody's bed that's not your own oh my oh can we just keep it real on today how many of you know he can find you in the casino <laughs> Woo, i just love it because jesus will show up right where you are mm, my god i wonder if there's anybody other than me that don't have a squeaky clean testimony i came out of the i came out of my mother's womb talking about hey, be, 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 oh, go 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 came out speaking in tongues come on by water birth in the baptismal pool that's not my story y'all come on somebody but i love that jesus will meet you where you are and if that's your story glory to god and good on you and praise the lord for that as well but i love this story that we're here in today i'm just going to spend a few moments i want to highlight some things when we're talking about belonging we're talking about uh, belonging, this idea that God wants us to belong. He wants us to be connected, not only in terms of with him, but also with his body. That's why communion, when we have communion like we're going to do today, weekly, it's about us communing with God and about us communing with one another. Come on, somebody. Because God has called us to belong. Here it is, Luke 19. Are you, are you there? Luke 19 verse 1, I'm just going to go and we're going to go line upon line. Here we go online, I hope you're with me as well. Bible says, he entered Jericho and was passing through, speaking of Jesus. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. Somebody say Zacchaeus. There was a man named Zacchaeus. I love this, if I could just highlight this note first of all. Says that Jesus was just passing through. Somebody say passing through. In other words, he, it makes it sound as if it was not his intent to go there at that time. Come on. He was in commute. You know, you're in route. He was in, in route. If we're in the east end, he's in route to the west end. And he just happens to, if we're coming from Oshawa, uh, he just happens to pass through Malvern. And so it seems like he's just, that's just one of the exits on the highway. Come on, somebody. And it seemed as if he was headed somewhere else. And so it wasn't his intent to stop there. I want to let you know this. I'm telling you, everywhere that God goes, he has an intent on it. Come on, somebody. How many of you know, here's point number one for you. Can I give you point number one? Here it is, a quick one for you. Christ doesn't choose by chance. Let me say it again. Christ doesn't choose by chance. Christ doesn't choose by chance. By chance in other words he did not show up there by chance it wasn't like oh man there, there's no scripture in the Bible that says oops saith the Lord <laughs> he didn't just show up and then he's like oh man let me see what's going on here no 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 Bible says he entered Jericho and was passing through and behold there was a man named Zacchaeus I love it I love it uh, we we think uh, oftentimes that we're a uh, by the way but God but we're actually God's plan a <laughs> oh my there's some of you uh, that there's stuff showing up in your life and you think it's a by the way you think you know how we always talking about coincidences oh isn't that a coinky dink that this thing has taken place isn't that a co oh man by chance we christians talking about too much chance come on somebody well walking around man i was lucky today come on somebody how many of you know you're not living your life by luck come on god is not out here guessing he's guiding 
oh who can I talk to today I'm not here out here uh, that's why I don't have to go and read no cards and try to figure out and we're not God is not out here casting dice with your life come on somebody you're going through with a sovereign God who has a plan in place for your life before the foundations of the earth come on he Christ does not choose by chance he is someone who has a who has making uh, the choices in your life by providence and so you look it's look down your row and somebody in the chat put I'm God's plan a come on tell someone you're God's plan a come on you're like man that's what I'm saying can anything good come out of Nazareth any Bible readers come on somebody I mean Jesus Jesus born in a manger in a horse's feeding trough the king of the world the one who would come and die oh can I just preach this thing like I feel it die for the sins of mankind the one that had uh, the greatest assignment in the earth he was born in that way didn't show up on a black stallion come on some of y'all are too uh, too young to know about black stallion you don't remember that TV show I see you. I see you. Uh, and see, some of y'all like, what on earth are you talking about? He did not show up on a black stallion. Come on, somebody. It was by God's design because he came to humble himself. Come on, somebody. Even to the point of the cross. He was showing that even God is not too God to be able to come and be down to earth. To be able to position himself for people who are on the outside. To be able to come on into the inside. Oh, who am I talking to on today? Some of us too high and mighty and sadiddy your name is not Jesus your name is not Yahweh your name is not Jehovah Jireh and you can't even come out your house and help somebody who's in need who am I talking to but I serve a God that deserves my worship not just because he's God enough to create the world but because he's God enough to humble himself can I preach the gospel even to the point of death and to the point of rising from death so that someone like me that's messed up and jacked up can come in from the outside I feel this thing I'm about yeah even the bible some of you are like well i saw in scripture you know the bible readers you know bible thumping holy rolls are like pastor well i saw in scripture i saw it the, the, you know they used to cast lots and they used to cast lots and that was how they choose they chose stuff because you know god told them cast lots and so they would get sticks and people would draw and stuff can i show you something even that was not god's choosing by chance Oh, can I tell you, can I, did I talk about scripture? I got to go, but Proverbs 16.33 says, The lot is cast into the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord. <sighs> so even people gambling and putting stuff out there and trying to, and even when God told them to cast lots, which they did before the Holy Spirit, can I just teach, before the Holy Spirit came in Acts chapter 2, thereafter they don't need to cast lots anymore after Matthias was chosen and all of this sorts of stuff. But even with that, God was still in control of the lot. Oh, who's with me on today? And so Jesus is in that position where he shows up to, uh, he shows up uh, Jericho on purpose, even though he was passing through. And I love when the Bible talks about people's names because it just shows that they're not just a number or a verse in scripture or just a figurative story that Jesus told. But Zacchaeus was a guy like you and me. Come on, somebody. The Bible says he was the chief of tax collectors and he was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was. And this tax collector, he was considered by all as a waste of all waste 
And so they did not like him because they said they thought that he was uh, he was he was someone that was dishonest. And notice he wasn't just a tax collector, but he was the chief of tax collectors. So they're like, yo, this man is more dishonest. If the tax collectors are dishonest, this guy is even more dishonest. And it's crazy because notice this. I love it. I want you to understand this. He says, and he was seeking to see who Jesus was. Can I give you point number two? Here it is. There are Christ seekers of every kind. Bible says that this guy is a chief tax collector. He's hated by people and he's rich. Come on, somebody. I want to, I, I love that note there because see, a lot of times rich people get a bad rap. Even the scripture that we read uh, in, in the book of the gospels today talked about, notice it didn't say money is bad, but it said you can't serve God and money. And the Bible doesn't say, see, there's stuff in scripture where it talks about, uh, you know, people say, Bible says money is the root of all evil. Bible don't say that. Stop lying on what the Bible says. Go read it for yourself. At least go and Google it, fam. Like now you don't even have to know where the scripture is. You just put it in there and it will put. Bible says the love of money. Oh my. Somebody say the love of money. The love of money, Mr. Wonderful, is the root of all evil. Come on, somebody. So it's not about you having money or not having money. It's about what did you have to do to get it? And do you worship it when you have it? Oh, can I tell you that some of y'all don't even have the increase in your life? No, not everybody's going to be a millionaire. That's not the point of what I'm saying, so don't email me. But the fact of the matter is that there are a lot of y'all in this place. Come on, somebody. That the reason why you don't have the increase that you desire or that God called you to is because you're going to worship it when it shows up. Oh, I wonder who I'm talking to today. There's some of y'all that job promotion, you're not going to get it. Come on, church. And the reason why is because when you get it, you're going to worship your boss. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and move on. I dare you to put God in his rightful place. I dare you to put God on the throne. I dare you to worship him. Show up to church and instead of folding your arms, come on, somebody, looking like somebody owe you something and looking out, oh my, looking up here like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to wait. I'm going to wait until they sing my favorite song. Come on. How did they have to say? I don't care who is up here singing. Come on. It could be my daughter, Claire, up here singing, Mary had a little lamb. And I catch the revelation that the Virgin Mary had a baby. Come on, somebody. A lamb of God. Come on. That was slain for the sin of the world. And I'm going to worship him because it's not about who's up here. It's about who's there and sitting on the throne of my heart. I wonder if it's a church in here that can give God the worship like he is the one that is your. I didn't mean to go there, but I just want. I wonder if it's anybody that said, Jesus, come on, somebody. You deserve my worship. You deserve it on Monday. Come on, somebody. You deserve it on Tuesday. I could be walking through the Walmart. Come on, somebody. And go over to get some eggs. And by the time when I get to the cash register and I scan my phone because now I can pay with this double tap and just go ahead and put it on there. And when it says that it's approved, I just break into a... Because I remember it was a time that I had to tap and get 
yes I wonder if it's somebody wait for them to say whether or not it was approved and when they say it's approved you're looking like oh God thank you Jesus uh, yeah I expected it to go through I wonder if it's anybody in the house or online that you were to the place before when you showed up to the gas pump and you could only put four dollars and twenty cents and it's about twenty y'all in here that you don't even have to think about it no more you can give God a full tank praise come on somebody you can use the show up like put five on it come on somebody now you don't even have to put five on it come on and I didn't mean to go here I just listen oh, oh give thanks to the Lord for he is good come on somebody you better not forget his benefits he is the boss of my life oh my I just feel, I'm not going to do what I just but I feel that wasn't even my point though but I guess it, it, it was it was God don't choose by chance come on I was stopping by there but God there's a purpose for it come on somebody look but I love it on the way to the point that Zacchaeus was a rich man come on because is it watch I want you to understand there are Christ seekers of every kind some people think that only poor people or weak-minded quote-unquote people yeah you know I don't do that Christianity stuff because that's for the weak-minded or only people that follow, come on somebody, all the people only follow that stuff when they need stuff. And then as soon as stuff turns around and, and whatever, then they just say, forgot that God's, that's for the weak-minded. That's for people who are problem. Can I even take it? That's for all, that's for women. Oh, you don't. That's just, for, that's it. That, that's why a lot of times you don't see a lot of men in church. Come on, somebody. That's why there's predominantly women at prayer meetings. Who am I talking to? Because of the stereotypes. But I wonder if I just, can I just talk to some men for a second that you say, no, 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 baby. Yes, this thing is for women and I love this for women. But there's some men in here that love Jesus too, that are unashamed online. I wonder if it's in the house. No, come on, Matthew, that this thing is not just for, come on. You better not let another prayer meeting be full of just the ladies. Come on. Men need to cry out too. I wonder, oh, I didn't plan for none of this. But God is calling for men to show the world and know this is not just for the women. But there's Christ seekers of every kind. It's rich. It's poor. It's people in between. I don't know. It's lottie dottie. Everybody. Come on, somebody. Everybody needs Jesus. Everybody is called to belong. And I love it because Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is there. And the text says that he is going on. I love it too. Every kind. Because not only is he rich, but here it is. Uh, but he might be getting his Kevin Hart on because on the account of the crowd. Come on, somebody. Because he was, he couldn't see Jesus because of the count of the crowd. He was small in stature. So he's a short man. And consequently, no shade to short guys. I'm not even really that tall anyway. I'm average. But he's small in stature, verse 4. So he ran on ahead. Here it is. And climbed into a sycamore tree. Someone say a sycamore tree. So the fact of the matter is that although Zacchaeus was small in stature physically, how many of you know that many of us in some area of your life, you feel shorter than everybody else? And where I was when Jesus found me in my living room, 
I was to the place where there were certain areas of my life, like I told you, I had lost my mind. I was in a place where I was absolutely jacked, and I felt like I could not reach Jesus. And the crowd, isn't it crazy how oftentimes the crowd is just full of people who seem like they just know everyone, and they know it? You know, I, 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 um, I, I the song, when uh, I wake up in the morning, uh, and my heart, um, I'm, I'm seeing the Kirk Franklin version. Um, and the, the, the sunshine fills my eyes. Uh, where's one look at? No, watch it. Yes, lovely day. Uh, when someone else ahead of me always seems to know the way, but then one look at you. Okay, yeah, I don't know that the retro music, but he says when someone else ahead of me always seems to know the way. Anybody other than me, you ever been in a position where it seems like the crowd just seems to be able to see what's going on, but what's happening because of my finances, come on somebody, because of my sexuality, who am I talking to today, Uh, because of the lust problem that I have, because of the sickness that I have, who am I talking to, because of the friendship issues or the marital stuff, I feel small in stature. Seems like everybody else got it. You know, y'all are out here emoting and having fun and whatever. And I'm just missing it. And oftentimes, if you are there, I want to talk to somebody especially that feels like you're on the outside because maybe you started late. The apostle Paul didn't walk with Jesus. And he says, I am an apostle that is born out of due time. He says, I don't even know if I'm fit to be called an apostle. Because he was not sent like the rest of the apostles who walked with Jesus. Or how about Matthias that just got chosen because of the fact come on he got just got chosen because uh judas was a waste dude and so he got in position because somebody else just didn't do what they were supposed to do some of us i don't know what it is that is making you feel short in stature is it a loss that's making you feel that way what is it that makes you feel short in stature but we find that Zacchaeus goes and he climbs a sycamore tree because your shortness in your life will often compel you to go and start working to find Jesus and many of us this is why Paul has to say stuff as it pertains to salvation he has to get to the place where he makes it clear where he says that we're saved by grace through faith not of works lest anybody can boast and so there's always going to be something in your life whether you're six foot seven or you are four foot five there's always going to be something in your life that has you feeling like you're shorter than everybody else And you will be compelled and you will feel the agenda of hell is to try to get you to work in an insatiable way to be able to get to God when God is coming to you. Oh, who am I talking to? Sycamore tree is grows 70 to 100 feet tall. Exactly. Cheese on bread. That's how you know they, they grow, they're growing up around me. But they go up in the tree. They're climbing in the tree. The sycamore tree. He's going in the tree. And, and it's nuts because as he climbs up, Bible says, watch this. Uh, so he ran ahead, verse 4, climbed up into the sycamore tree to see him. For he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, watch what Jesus does. He looked up. And said to him, Zacchaeus. Oh my, don't you know, love the fact that God knows your name? It seemed like he was just passing through, but he knew Zacchaeus' name. He went there for him. He's passing by. He looks up and he calls his name. Come on, somebody say, he knows my name. 
in the chat you ought to put that he knows my he says hurry and come down for my eye must stay at your house today i love it i love it uh jesus didn't just say to him there that you're good and you're gold and he doesn't just minister here to him in that moment but i love the fact that he stops and he looks up to where zacchaeus is he meets him there but then he takes it a step further and he says i want to come to your house I love it. I love it. Uh, he says, I want to come to your house. I want to get into your space. It's not just about what's happening here, but I want to come to your house. Come on. Can I talk to somebody today? Th th I want you to know. Uh, here it is. Verse th uh, number three. Number three with the remaining time I got. Jesus wants to get up in your space. He's not to the place where he wants you to climb up a tree. Can I tell you that when Jesus walked into that place, that it because, and he walked through Jericho, I want you to know that even though the crowd was blocking Zacchaeus, that because Jesus wanted him, he could have found him on the ground. Oh, I want to tell somebody today, stop working, stop trying to get to God. You are never going to reach Jesus by working and working and working. I dare you, I dare you to just stop and let Jesus find you. Yeah. Oh my, Jesus, Jesus, oh my. I want to tell you, stop working to find it, but he wants to get up in your space. He says, come down because I'm going to your house. I'm going to your house. Just like he came and found me on the couch and now literally thousands of people have made decisions for Christ. I've been pastoring this year, this, this month is 17 years that I've been pastoring and preaching the gospel. And I never would have seen it from that couch where he showed up. Come on, somebody. And saved me watching Fresh Prince reruns. Come on, somebody. And called me to the ministry that all of this would have happened. But I wonder if there's anybody that knows that when Jesus shows up into your space, that it don't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter how it feels. He can turn stuff around for your good. And use you for his glory. He wants you to belong. He wants you to come in from the outside. I want you to see this because somebody's like, but pastor, don't you know what I got up in there? Why would Jesus want to come to my house? Don't you know what's on my Netflix account? Don't you know what's on that box I just paid $49.99 a month for? Come on, somebody. Oh, y'all don't want to be real with me. Don't you know about, doesn't he know about my eating habits? Doesn't he know about who's coming in and out? Doesn't he know about the fact that, yes, he knows, but he is a God who is not just looking to show up when stuff is clean. Come on. How many of you know that he'll show up and clean you up? Come on, somebody. He wants, can I just preach it like I feel? Jesus wants to get all up in your ish. Come on, somebody. Your issue. Issue. That was what it is. He, wa he wants to show up in your issue and he can come and he can mop it and he can turn it around better than you sitting up in there wallowing in it come on somebody making yourself feel guilty for it i wonder if there's someone in here that can witness that when jesus shows up in your house he'll change stuff around i love it because then bible says so he ran ahead climbed the sycamore tree says zacharias come down i must stay at your house today verse six so he hurried and came down and received him joyfully i love it because never you would look people would look at him and say why on earth First of all, they end up saying, why, are, why does Jesus want to go to this guy's house? Don't they know who he is? And they, they start tripping out on him because Jesus is coming to his house. Verse 7 says, and when they saw it, they all grumbled. 
He has gone in to be the, the guest of a man who is a sinner. What about you, fool? And literally, they are grumbling. And what Zacchaeus ends up doing, not only did he climb the tree, but now verse 8, Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, I, I, the half of my goods I give to the poor. Because they said that uh, tax collectors were thieves. And so he starts trying to justify himself. When I saw it, they grumble because, and so he says, uh, I give Half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I've defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. Is what you're doing compelling people to start justifying their actions? Or is it calling them and pushing them to be justified by Jesus? And his righteousness as opposed to their own or your own. Jesus wants to get up in your stuff. Come on, somebody. And y'all stop looking down on people. That's why Serve City, anybody can come here. Come on, somebody. I don't care what you have to. I dare you to talk about somebody that shows up here. I dare you to talk about who they are and what they did. And oh, listen, I am grateful that God would choose to send messed up people like me and people that have all sorts of issues and don't have it all together because I love that if he was able to do it for me, that he can show up in their in your stuff and do it for you too somebody that knows that he's a transformer ought to put those hands together and i love it because jesus meets him where he's at in verse 9 jesus said to him salvation has come to your house since he is also a son of abraham and i love it verse 10 for the son of man came to seek and save the lost no jesus was not saying because you're going and giving your stuff to the poor and all of that sorts of stuff He's not saying that because you did all that, now you're justified. That's not what he was saying. The verbiage, though, that he was talking was indicative of the fact that he had a repentant heart. Because he didn't have to say anything to them. But he says what he says, and Jesus says, listen, fam, I'm not going to take that as you working. You climbed the tree, you came down the tree, you received me with gladness into your house, and now what you're saying in this moment indicates that you have now put your trust in me or that there's been a change in your heart around the things that you previously were doing. And consequently, now in this moment, salvation has come to this house. And him seeing that he's a son of Abraham, because Abraham is the father of faith. Someone say the father of faith. And Abraham was, it was through Abraham that God made this promise that anyone who would uh, put faith in the Son of God, would put faith in Jesus, would ultimately be able to have relationship with God by faith and have life eternal. And so consequently in that moment, he is in the position where it's declared over him in verse 10, for the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Can I tell you, this is the last thing I want to share with you. Is that number three or, or, or number where am i at? number three or number four number four <laughs> that we got to get to the place where we stop and invest our attention in those seeking jesus if we truly have the heart of christ we're not coming against and blocking and criticizing those who don't have it all together that show up in our space this is why life groups are imparted shameless plug invite everyone to come and join a life group at servecity.ca forward slash life groups we got to get to the place where we are connecting with people this is why we invite people to church this is why we post about church this is why we say because there are lost people that only will be found by you inviting by you stopping and looking for those who are seeking i know your friend belongs to another religion 
And you're like, I don't want to tell them about this because they're going to be like, oh man, I don't want to hear this. That might be the person. Oh, can I tell you we baptize Hindus? Come on. Can I tell you that we baptize Muslims? Come on. Can I tell you that we baptize people in other religions that are not trusting Jesus? That they are coming and they are making decisions for Christ. Stop saying people's no's for them. There's even some of you, I even see in the spirit, friends that have asked you questions and you haven't said anything to them. You've changed the subject because you're like, oh, I don't want to come across. If God sets that thing up, you better... I'm going to share this and then I'm, I'm done. Scripture says in 1 Thessalonians 5.22, Bible says, avoid, um, abstain from all appearance of evil. Remember, avoid the appearance of evil. When I was growing up hearing that all the time in the King James, avoid the, you don't want to hang out with them. Because Bible says, avoid the appearance of evil. And it just didn't make sense to me, fam, because I was like, wait a minute. Every, th- every time I'm looking through scripture, I'm seeing Jesus hanging out with sinners. Bible say he's reclining with sinners. He's eating and drinking with them. Come on, somebody. And he's showing up and they're like, look, he's a drunkard because he's having, a, he's having wine with, this, with the drunkards. Look, he's eating with these people. because they, And they're like, they're freaking out. And so we were, don't avoid, avoid the appearance of evil. You can't hang out with them. I know that they're supposed to belong, but you don't hang out with them. Too many scared Christians, first of all. Like some of you, yeah, you don't need to be in certain environments. But there are many of y'all that you're just too scared and you forgot who's inside of you. Especially in this season. And the fact of the matter is, here it is. Avoid the appearance of evil. Can I give you the context of that? Uh, the, 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 word, the, the word for appearance in that moment, uh, in that passage in 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 5, verse 22, is the word eidos. Somebody say eidos in the Greek because the Bible is written in Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic. And it means every form. Eidos means form or kind of evil. In other words, it's more referring to your engagement in the evil. So he's not saying don't be around people that need Jesus. Because that would contradict the mission of Christ. But he says that you can go and be in a certain environment and by the grace and the power of God, not give in to the evil that is taking place in that environment. Who am I talking to? And this is why the King James Version is one of the only versions that make this statement appearance. The word is more accurately, if you look in the ESV and other scriptures, uh, translations, it says every form of evil. Everybody, everybody say every form of evil. And so listen, man, this thing is a messy thing, fam. This is belonging is messy. And if you are on, if you are on the assignment and the mission and the mandate of Christ, you and I, we've got to stop like Jesus did and give attention to those who are seeking. Bring them in from the outside. Come on. If this message was a blessing to you, I encourage you to give the Lord some praise. Come on. In the chat, God bless you.